Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehapos podcast, where we're going to talk about the Battle of the Sixes this week. We're getting there. We're in the home run stretch. Um, this was a very, very fun episode, dare I say. Who would have thought? Not me. But I'm excited to break it all down. I am your host, Puya the Penne Pasta Zanvakili. And as always, I am not alone in these uh, Mass Singer streets. I'm joined today by my great co-host, Liana the Lasagna Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? What up? What up? I'm good. I'm good. Good. All is good. I am ready to talk about the Mass Singer. Good. That is the assignment that uh, we are given today. So that's good. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay, good. I'm at the right podcast. You came prepared. (laughs) It gets gets confusing sometimes. So I'm just happy I managed to be in at least, I believe, the right place. And I think the right time. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So we are going to have a lot to talk about today, I think. Um, But let's start with the most ridiculous part of all of this, because I think that's the most fair thing to do. For everyone involved. So Dr. Drew is back. And the intro starts with frickin' Dr. Drew giving a therapy session to the other mass singers who are complaining about their outfits. Has the show jumped the shark with these interludes? <laughs> if only there was a shark character for them to jump over. Uh, I, I, I don't find them as offensive as I think you do. In fact, I did chuckle at one of the lines, mainly because it was so stupid, which was the frog saying that he hasn't had any hits on Tinder because chicks think that he will give them hand warts. <laughs> of course you like that line. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny. Dirty jokes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I don't really pay attention, not gonna lie, um, to these, but I I half I like half paid attention. So <laughs> I think that's a pretty that's a great accomplishment in the game of watching the mass singer. Paying half attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> um so outside of that, I think on an overall holistic a quick comment on the show. I think we might be on the same page here. Best episode of the season thus far, performance-wise. Oh, uh, as a whole. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I don't like being hyperbolic without having reasons to do so. So I would have to take a look and see what other episodes we had that may have had a good group of performers, but I will say this is probably at least in the top five. Top. I mean... You're not even willing to say top three? Well, I don't know. Look, this season is a bit of a blur to me, okay? So well, <laughs> me trying to remember stuff happening is this And is, I don't wanna I don't wanna shoot my shot and make a mistake. <laughs> well, this is episode fourteen. One episode okay. was the spectacular. So okay. thirteen episodes. Four of those had the white tiger on them. So oh, true. that leaves brings it down to nine. So it's top nine for sure. That's great. Um, Mm -hmm. but then there were lesser performers and others. I'm willing to say it's the best one, but it's fine. I enjoyed the sing-along episode. (laughs) I know you did. And that makes the least (laughs) sense to me out of anything. Okay. I think this is the second best. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know. Uh, to be fair, the last week when the frog did the fireball song, um, that was like tippity tippity top. So, yeah. You rock with Pitbull, so that all makes boogie, sense. Boogie, 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 boogie. <laughs> you did. Can you do that on this podcast? Can you do the translation where it reads the lyrics? Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, I can do it 
and then add it into the podcast later, or I can do it through my phone. Okay, how about this? How about you add it in later? So then that way people can hear it. But then if I don't do it, okay, I'll do it. Oogie boogie oogie. <laughs> and then we'll just laugh like we pretend that we heard it. No, see, I, I want it to be an authentic experience. So how about I just add it in? Okay, how about you play it on your phone and then you replace that in the final edits with the actual one? Okay, if the quality is not good here. If the quality is not good here. Because one time I tried to play a song on my microphone and it really didn't work very well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, do you want to set this up? Do you want to set up what exactly it is we're doing here? Okay, so apparently there's a TikTok meme where you take words and then you put them in the Google Translate and then you have the robotic voice read it to you. Which, by the way, not a novel concept, but apparently novel to tiktok and it's funny right because it's a robot voice reading lyrics to songs or like people will do translated things where it sounds super repetitive just based on whatever original like language it was in anyway it's not important it's tiktok and i don't really understand it okay but what puya did is he started doing lyrics including fireball by pitbull and it was really funny and it made me laugh okay okay Mr. Worldwide to infinity, you know the roof on fiery gone. Boogie oogie oogie, jiggle. Wiggle and dance like the roof on fiery gone. Drink, drink and take shots until we fall out like the roof on fire. And now baby, give a booty naked, take off all your clothes. And light the roof on fire, tell her baby, 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 I'm in fire. I tell her baby, 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 I'm a fireball, fireball. I saw, I came, I conquered, or should I say, I saw, I conquered. I came, they say that she go on fire and he no liar while y'all slip and he run in the game. Now big bang boogie, get that kitty little noogie in a nice, nice little shade. I gave Susie a little pat up on the booty and she turned around and said, walk this way. I was. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh man. Whew, that hurts. So I'm laughing so hard. Oh. They should give people just a small insight into the things that Liana finds joy in. Oh, this is what we've been up to during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, so how's everyone else been doing? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, all yeah. right. All right. I'm done. Um, yeah, this week was fun. Yeah. For me, it's been, you know, this nonsense during quarantine and cooking. And oh, oh, speaking of cooking, guest judge this week, we have Gordon Ramsay. Now, how did you feel about Gordon Ramsay's inclusion and involvement in this episode? I thought he was fun. He was also very nice and yeah. kind, which was confusing. Uh, but I felt like he was super committed, which is something that I love in a guest judge. But he was doing it in such a fun, enjoyable way. I thought he was a really great guest. I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, this is the what I like to call the Gordon Ramsay not in the kitchen, because when he's not in the kitchen, he's calm. He's cool. He's collected when he's in a restaurant or in the kitchen. He's going to roast you. So. This was good. I enjoyed him. I did also think that he was very much involved and I appreciated him. I, I off the top of my head, I don't think I, I'm going to be able to rank him and be like, he was like second best in the whole seat because there's been a lot of guest judges this season, but I'm willing to say he was top five. Oh, now top five is OK. Yeah, I because see. I see how things are. I think that you wouldn't be willing to say top three. I think. I mean, don't use my words because, against look, me. Okay, let's go. But, let's see. We've had, let's see. 
approximately 12 guest judges. One of them was Leah Remini. So that gets eliminated. (laughs) Is this your attempt at humor? (laughs) Oogie boogie, oogie woogie. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, 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 baby. Baby, baby, baby. I'm a fireball. <laughs> so, no, I mean, the, the reason I can't definitively say like top two is because it didn't like blow my socks off, but knock my socks off. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to move on. So Gordon Ramsay is excited to be here. I was excited to see Gordon Ramsay. And without much filler, we just jump into the kitty um, and her clue package. First of all, very excited that we have clue packages back because this really felt like we were getting clues again, where I feel like we weren't getting that for a while before um, with all the matchups and all that nonsense. So um, what did you think of the clue package? And do you have anything that jumped off the page to you? Okay, yeah, I agree with you. It was nice to have the sort of clue packages that we're used to back. Although I will say, like, props to whomever is coming up with the clues for at least trying to do different things. Mm -hmm. I will critique them, but, like, props to you for trying new stuff. But, like I said, it was nice to have this back. The silver apple stood out to me. So did the monkey with the symbols that was coming out of the heart-shaped box. Okay. Now, I don't know what they mean. But they did stand out to me to answer your question. I see. Okay. So uh, as far as it goes for me, I um, also that monkey also jumped off the page for me. That was someone something I wrote down. Silver apple as well. I don't know what the silver apple means. Um, well, it's silver apple, apple computers, Tim Cook. The kitty is Tim Cook. I mean, oh, or it's Fiona Apple. She just released some new music. That is true. Oh my god, what if it's... No, it's not Fiona Apple. It doesn't sound like her. But what if it was? So for me, um, the Silver Apple is exciting. And honestly, I hadn't thought of the link to like Apple Apple because Apple's logo is low-key a gray, kind of like a silver. So we can do that. Um, But then there was a little Red Riding Hood, right? There was a whole knife fighter dueling or jousting, however you want to call it. And the monkey, though, being the biggest thing for me. Because when I saw that monkey, instantly I thought of what most people must have thought of. That's right. Toy Story 3, because that monkey was terrifying. So I think I'm willing because I have no other direction to go. I'm willing to zoom in onto the cast of Toy Story 3 and try and see if there's anyone there that would link to the kitty, because that's where I'm at. We're in the final six. We're in the final five. And I still don't know who the kitty is. And I don't really have a guess that I'm willing to be like, this is it. So what do you think of that? It's Tim Cook. What? Yeah, no, it's not Tim Cook. Okay, all right. So let's let's follow your Toy Story three theory for a second. I'm looking at the IMDb page for Toy Story three. Okay. I don't know anything about any of these people. I would have to like Google them individually, and yeah. that's just so much work. I think I've just re- been resigned to the fact that I'm never going to guess the kitty, and I'm just going <laughs> to have to wait until she gets revealed. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm going to sit down and research either. I'm saying that I think it's going to be somewhere in this big cast. So in the event that it ends up being someone from this list, I'm just going to take credit without having done the work to get there. You know, it's like in okay. math tests when they ask you to um, show your work and then the answer. I'm just putting in the answer and I'm saying I should get partial marks at least. 
Yeah, but your answer is someone from the cast of Toy Story yeah. 3. I mean, I, like, I, that to me is not an answer. I, I mean, I'm just... it's like That's like saying my answer is somewhere between one and a million. No, I mean, no. My answer is closer to between one and 50. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. But still, it's a range. It's not it's, an answer. I mean, it's closer than what we started with, which was like one in seven billion. Yeah, you mean like all the people on the planet? Exactly. <laughs> also, I did notice on the plate, a platter, there was like a glam egg thingy, like a Fabergé egg thing. Okay. I don't know much about them. I don't know what their his- history is, their symbolism is. So I just wrote that down as a glam egg. And I don't know. If okay, not anything. a goop egg. No, definitely not a goop egg. Um, Got it. Never a goop egg. Okay. And then the, the, the record thing said, mind your manners by the Seal Sisters. Does Seal Sisters mean anything to you? Uh, no, not necessarily. Okay, same. Uh, I was hoping maybe that would refresh something or uh, find us something, but it didn't. Now, enough about That's that. That's really oddly specific, though. What, mind your manners, comma, Seal Sisters? Is that even a song? I don't think so. You want to check it? Uh, Who are the Seal Sisters? I mean, I know of the Scissor Sisters. (laughs) Oh. What? (laughs) Sorry. Um, How old are you? No, I, there was a, a, the Scissor Sisters, there was a reference to the Scissor Sisters on the AU version, or not the AU, the UK version, mm. and then I didn't want to spoil anything, but now I've like half spoiled, whatever, never mind, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> there is a song called Mind Your Manners by artist Chitty Bang featuring Icona Pop. Yeah, that's actually a really good song, but that's not related. I mean, Icona Pop, Sisters, Seal Sisters. I don't know if they're related. I just made that are up. You go- okay, I, I was like, are. are you going somewhere for this? All right. Um, I'm done with this. I have no idea who the kitty is, so. Okay. Um, neither do I. But what I do know and what I can say is that I did enjoy the kitty's performance, and I thought it was the perfect start to the episode. Great start to the show with this. And, like, the motif was complete. Top to bottom, this was a Marilyn Monroe song, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, and the, everything captured that vibe. You know, it was like a cabaret kind of thing. I The dancers were there. They were doing their thing, enjoyed that. My favorite person in the background was the guy in the back doing the upright bass. Loved that. That was great. But I will say, um, the, they don't need masks. The, the dancers don't need masks. You don't need to cover their faces. They don't. They're not identities and i think the mask because they don't look like they're not putting in a production value mask on these people so it it looks amateur so the outfits look great the dance moves look great they look glam they look high production but then the masks look awful so i think it's an eyesore i think they should do away with that i also did enjoy when there was a beat change and like we kind of got a bit of a trap thing i was very much into that that was a good touch and it got a standing ovation from the judges. So I thought this was a great start to the show. And I think that the kitty is top four for sure. Yeah, I like this performance also. Uh, it did very much, especially with like the color theme feel and maybe just because the kitty wears pink, although it was a little bit lighter, but did feel like gentlemen, gentlemen prefer blondes, like just 
plucked right out of the movie um and the the cat jazz band was fun i'm gonna actually disagree with your take about the masks for the backup dancers because i kind of like it i like it that no one is a human and that everybody is masked even if it's weird and terrible and super ugly i would also much rather have these masks than have those inflatable costumes that we had that one week where like everybody had inflatable costume backup dancers so i think it's fine and also i like the way that they have sort of creative ways to cover people's faces like we'll talk about it when we talk about the um i think it was night angel who had the silver the silver backup dancer guys yeah Yeah, the silver cowboys with the fringe hats like that was a cool way to cover their faces i like it okay well i i would just like to (laughs) remind you that you were the one who started the anti-mac tonight what are these mass movements so yes i am anti-mac tonight i'm not anti-mass you are being a little revisionist but it's cool we'll allow it you're allowed to change your mind of course my my whole point was i don't like the mac tonight masks specifically the mac tonight masks they are terrifying I think since we had Baby Fox's mask in season two, I've just been very much against the masks. I, I Again, I don't mind masks, but make them look better. They look too economical for my liking. Like, like they're too cheap. I don't yeah. know. I, I think they're like, you know what? This doesn't matter. Yeah. This is like such a small detail yeah. of the show. Like no one's going to care. And like that's the problem is that with everything else looking like it's been dressed up to the nines, including the backup dancers outfits to have the masks not be like on the same level. That's my disagreement. Cause I think the masks, if they do something with them, sure. And we'll definitely talk about those weird lampshade masks on the night angels performance. I have notes on that too. Um, but yeah, step up your game a little bit on the masks, mask singer. Thank you. Um, now what they did step up to the plate with was a literal plate of food this week known as the mask munchie which was part of the clue package that they gave to the judges after the fact. How did you think these mass munchies were just on a whole? (laughs) The food looks so gross. Yeah. Like, obviously, it has to be able to survive the heat and the lights of the stage. So clearly, it's sprayed with something. But when they first pulled out that piece of cake, the like multi-layered piece of cake that we see here for the kitty... I was like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Like, I don't know what that is. And I love cake and I love chocolate, but I really don't want to eat that. It looked really gross. It kind of looked like an overgrown Nanaimo bar to me, which like took me to, oh, is this someone Canadian? Then I kind of Nanaimo. realized. Nanaimo. Yeah, it's not really a Nanaimo bar. I don't think. What's a Nanaimo bar? Uh, it's got like, co- it's got, it's like chocolate, coconut. It's got a bunch of stuff. I think you'd like it. I'm not into coconut, so it wasn't for me. Oh, yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, so Nanaimo. That, I thought maybe someone Canadian potentially, but again, that does nothing because I don't know where to look. Um, I did think this was fun though. I think the food looked odd, but also, you know, it was fun that it's fun to me that they're catering the clues to the judges. Like we had the Legos with um Will Arnett. We had this. I'm into that. So that's been fun. Um, and I and I do appreciate their them going out of their way to try and do some new things with the clues. So that's good. Now, did the clues give me anything? Not really, but that's fine. That's okay. Um, I liked Robin Thicke being like Gordon. What kind of food is that? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. 
Yeah. No, no. I, again, I, <laughs> I think Gordon surprisingly was really well connected with this panel, like just on banter levels. They seemed like he seemed like a natural fit. You know, like if for some reason Ken Jong couldn't make it for a couple of weeks and they put him in there, I wouldn't be mad at it. Just saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought he was really fun. I liked him as a guest judge. And then what did you think of the uh, the guesses the judges put forth for the kitty after the abundance of clues they got here? Uh, who guessed Leah Michelle? <laughs> Guess who guessed? Ken. Liam. Yep. Ken. Yep. Yeah. I, my favorite thing was Robin's response was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> it's, know, it's definitely not her. Her voice is so, I mean, maybe just because I've watched Glee, like it's so clear and so distinct to me. So, um, yeah. And then I didn't, I forgot all the other guesses. To be honest, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> Same. And I'm happy I don't, you know, I'm happy going into this, you know, end game, having at least a couple mysteries here. So that's an all round check for me. Check. Check. Now, can I get a hoof hoof for the rhino? Because that's the next person we're talking about. That's right. That's right. Now, so the rhino, this is for me, the other person who I don't quite know, you know, and I haven't really done research to try and figure it out because I, I genuinely know that I can't figure this one out. That's how I feel. So for the clue package, you know, the rhino once again complains about not being able to see or hear from the, with it being in this costume. And then it was a lot of, you know, they need quiet. They need tranquility. They, they say namaste. They're doing yoga. So it's like a, it's like a calm rhino. And then we saw a bunch of guitar picks and that we found out the rhino has baby rhinos. And then that's all I got. So did you, <gasps> oh my see God, something? what, how many, what was the number of the guitar picks? How many were there? Ooh, I what if that's a clue? That. What if it's the number, not the guitar picks and the guitar picks is what's throwing you off? Well, there was also different colored guitar picks. Do you think that matters? Maybe, maybe it's like, oh, he's got two blue guitar picks, which represents his two sons. And then. You know, not that even if I knew the number and the color, not like I would also know what that means. So that's fine. Uh, I also noticed that he was levitating. So my first thought was, oh, my gosh, it's David Blaine, Chris Angel, etc. And then I laughed at myself for how stupid that was. And then I laughed at me laughing for how stupid that was. And then I said, you know what? I'm never going to have an idea of who this person is. I gave up on my baseball theory a long time ago because I never saw anything else that gave me baseball vibes mm-hmm. so i give up <laughs> and i thought i was gonna find out who that person was today however i did not okay i just found it two blue guitar picks two purple two yellow one green one orange and one black oh my god so really nine yeah Does, I, don't I, you know now you know exactly i know exactly yeah. who this is it's, it's right in front of you Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The answer is we just wasted an entire minute and a half trying to figure out what that means, because I don't think it means anything. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like two purple, two blue. Is there like a song like a two blue, two purple, one red, one <laughs> orange? That's the colors like, of the picks. I don't really red know. Fish, yellow fish, white fish, blue fish. Yeah. Whatever. Is that right? <laughs> no. One fish, two fish, red fish. One fish. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to my coffee. OK, I'm OK. Okay. You know what else I'm okay with is that 
I was very okay with the Rhino's performance this week. Now, I came into the week thinking, you know, Rhino, you, you awful. You know, you're bland, you're vanilla. I ranted about it last week. But this was the perfect song for the Rhino. And it, it just vibe. The whole atmosphere was different this week compared to last week. Now, the Rhino did Die Happy Man by Thomas Rhett, which I know this song because you introduced me to this song when you tried to teach me the ways of country music. And mm-hmm. I thought the Rhino did perfectly. I thought that everyone was holding candles was great. It was a calming background. The, the, the ground has smoke on it. Always appreciate that. And this is the first time where I felt like, okay, the Rhino's doing what the Rhino's good at, like proper. So this was the best Rhino performance we've had so far. I will still hold that the Rhino bores me and doesn't offer me much. And the Rhino still, in my humble opinion, should not go past the final five. So that being said, very pleasantly surprised by what what the Rhino brought to the table. How do you feel about this performance? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to give credit where credit is due. And the fact that the Rhino picked such a song that was perfect for his voice, it's definitely within his wheelhouse. You can tell, like, this is the type of song he'll sing in his car, shower, whatever, etc. <laughs> That's uh, the second time you've done that. What? The, the etc. On this podcast? Yeah. When did I do it before? You did it earlier. Maybe it's my new thing. There was one time, I think I was podcasting with Shannon Gates, and I kept saying props. And I was like, Liana, stop saying the word props. But I just like, it couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, gotta give him props, gotta give him props. And I was like, what am I? Like, what is even happening? Etc. So anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. The audience members spin around, of course. The classic staple. The one of the rhino. One twirl rhino right here. <laughs> He's a one twirl, twirl wino. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, no, it was fun. It was fine. It's still boring. And I liked the candles in the audience. I think who if you have props, <laughs> props, I think that's also that's also uh good for you and adds to your we want to keep you around potential. Yeah, but props are we we saw earlier in the season the banana had bananas in the audience that worked, right? And like I'm sure yeah. we've seen other people as well. We actually saw someone this episode do one, which we'll get to, which I don't feel quite the same way about. Um but now we both agree it was a good performance, right? So my question to you is was it glass of warm milk good? And is a glass of warm milk good? Okay. A glass of warm milk with like a little bit of like sweetener and nutmeg and cinnamon is good. However, there is a specific time and place when you want that. And any other time and place, you're like, get that out of my face. Like, that's gross. I don't want that. (laughs) So if that is also reflective of the rhino, it means that the rhino's voice and song choice, they're like, yeah, like when you're in the right mood and it's the right time, oh, this is perfect. It hits the spot. But if you're not in the mood for it, you're like, get that out of my face. I mean, the minute you said add nutmeg and sweeten, that's no longer warm milk. That's like warm, warm like sweet milk or something. Okay, but it's still warm milk. No, also warm milk is gross. Hot milk is fine. But if it's like warm, like tinge of little cold, but a little hot, that's awful. It needs to be either cold or hot. That's lukewarm. I'm talking like warm milk. Hot. Okay, so by warm, you mean hot. Okay, I think we have different definitions of the word warm and hot, which I did not realize was contentious. If I put my hand on the mug of milk, can I hold it or is it going to be, ah, 
That's hot. You, I mean, you can hold it, but it's definitely warm. Like you feel it through your hands. We need a thermometer. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna heat up some water and we're gonna take temperature or milk, if you will. Milk. It's and we'll heat it up to different temperatures and then we'll make a decision about where the line between you know what? That's stupid. It doesn't matter. Can we go will, back to the rhino. I will give you credit that I think the 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 analogy of like it has to be a specific temperature, specific way, specific time. That all works for comparing to the rhino because I think the rhino Everything lined up for the Rhino this week with the performance they chose, with the ambiance, with the vibe. Going second, I think, helped. So all in all, great position for the Rhino to be in. Now, what I didn't think was a great position for the Rhino to be in is the guesses. But before that, let's talk about the mass munchies, which was spaghetti and meatballs. And the Rhino said, it's my favorite dish. Is my name on the tip of your tongue? And... All that means to me is either their name rhymes with spaghetti, rhymes with meatballs, or like some other maybe pasta dish. So, but like, I don't know. I don't know a Kevin lasagna. So, like, I don't know what that means or who that could be or if that's even a theory. I don't know. I like that when they first pulled out the food that somebody was like, I can't remember who is that. Is that chips and salsa or something like that? And you could just see it from like up close. It actually looked better than it looked from afar. From afar, it just looked like a bowl of mush and it looked really gross. Yeah. No, not a fan of mush pasta. Yeah. But this is rhino country because I think that's also what he said, right? Something, something. Yeah. This is like my favorite meal in rhino country. What's rhino rhino. country? I don't know. I don't know. But. Like Did, Africa? That's continent, <laughs> Boris. Yeah. Was that a reference to something? I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to hope so, because so, otherwise I sound really stupid. Yeah. Well, what am I supposed to... Okay, fine. I'll pick a country. Where Where are rhinos? What, like South Africa? Zimbabwe? Kenya? Kenya. I'll go with Kenya. Okay. What is this? Ken- okay, wait, wait, wait. Can we restart? Okay. What is this? Kenya? Can you not make awful jokes right now, Liana? Oh, man. Fine. You're really Namibian in on my territory. <laughs> Uganda apologize for this later. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. No. By the way, let's Zimbabwe. talk about these guesses from the judges. That was better than mine. Thank you. So Robin Thick said Chef Boy RD because ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Robin Thicke has a personality. Um, Ken John went with Jeff Bridges. Awful guess. Um, Gordon Ramsay went with Charles Kelly. And Jenny McCarthy went with Barry Zito. Zito? Zito? And I guess he was a baseball player. And that all that made me think of was, hey, didn't Liana think it was a baseball player? Um, could this be the person? Well, Barry Zito is similar to Baked Ziti. Oh, <laughs> My flipping! You think that's what it is? It fits with your spaghetti and meatballs tip of the tongue. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, the the letters are the same: baked ziti, bz, berry zito, bz. Yeah, but it wasn't baked ziti; it was spaghetti and meatballs. I know, but if we're talking about the possible, no one like no one's name rhymes with meatballs, right? <laughs> I mean that's not true. There's true. No, somebody. that's not true. Okay, there must but, be someone that rhymes with like balls, alls, overalls. 
It's rhino country overalls. Okay, you're just making sounds with your mouth now. That's what speaking is, Booyah. <laughs> but with a purpose, then it's speaking. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm, I am doing these with a purpose. So I want to be annoyed if it is baked ziti at the end of the day. Also, I like the idea that his name is now baked ziti if it is him under the mask. I don't know, but... Who oh, is Barry Zito? I don't know. That's a very good. Do they have a wiki page? Can we find that out real quick? Uh, yeah, he's got a Wikipedia page. Okay, so already more qualified than Jordan Woods, the kangaroo. So sorry about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I um, I just the only reason I this stuck out to me was hey, baseball person. <gasps> he's number seventy five. Didn't we have something with seventy five, like the quarters or something? Was there three quarters? Was it three quarter? Yeah, I feel like I remember three quarter. Or was that, that for? That sounds familiar. Or was, or was that, that for the White Grump? Tiger? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> His was four score and seven something, right? Yeah, four score and seven. No, I thought that was for Gronk. That was the Gronk. So I think this might be uh, the the Rhino. Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, what do Rhino? So, okay, about you this? know what? Maybe I'll go back and listen. No, I'm not going to do that. I was going to say I'm going to listen to our podcast. And I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's a great. I listen to it twice, sometimes thrice. Do you really? I mean, I have to listen to it twice because I live it once and then edit it twice. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. You. <laughs> You have to live it. I'm so sorry for you. No, I mean, I, and I enjoy it. I, I live it willingly. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Props. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Etc. Liana, you need yeah. to forget about these words and just talk about the frog with me. Who's next? And oh. go on. Forget about it. I just did that. <laughs> I know, but it's stupid. At least it wasn't between a frog and a hard place. That, that was, was incredibly stupid. That was garbage. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> I hate Nick Cannon. I know. Stupid Nick. Okay, so here comes the frog. And we get fireball background music to the clue package. Did you enjoy yeah, that? Yeah, buddy. That was good. Yeah, time. can you do it again? No, no, we huh. do not have enough time to do that again, I think, okay. unfortunately. It's sad. Uh, the frog mentions that they didn't expect to make it past the second round. And I think that's a very humble thing for the frog to say, uh, given especially that we talk about, you know, the caliber of vocal performances on the show and how it's not really up to snuff. But as far as the clues go, I have more and more clues here to tie it back to who I think it is. Okay. So. The, the whole like PD police department thing and the big clue board with all the clues on it. This is more CSI type thing. Bow Wow was on CSI Cyber. Um, amazing how much they're referencing this one show that lasted, what, a season and a half, maybe two seasons. Uh, weakest of all the CSIs, by the way. But there was a basketball. There was a Michael Jordan jersey, number 23. Remember what I said about that movie? Like Mike. So also, can I add into that? It was backwards, right? 23 was backwards. 32. At the time of filming, Bow Wow was 32 years old. Was it backwards? Yeah, it was backward twice. It was backwards when they looked at the jersey itself, and then it was backwards when it was printed on the wall with all the string and stuff. Damn, I didn't even notice that. Okay, it was a good shot. Okay, Bow Wow is Boom, also 13 when he released his first album, Beware of the Dog, in 2000 at age 13. 
Sounds uh, like sounds like someone's agreeing with my guess. Sounds like someone read his Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, how do you link the Twinkie into Bow Wow's confirmation here? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I mean, there was the whole like the, the who was it like a food like a hush puppy thing earlier in the season? Could it just be more of like Twinkie hush puppy Bow Wow Worf Ruff Bow Wow? Yeah, but what was what does a Twinkie have to do with Bow Wow? Hush puppies, the 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 sweet. No, 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 no. I mean, I got, I know, but hush puppies aren't Twinkies. Yeah, but they're both sweets. Because chocolate's a sweet. Also. Yeah, I mean, they're sweet things. They're desserts. Okay, so all desserts represent hush puppies. No, but this is the mass <laughs> singer. This isn't yeah. <laughs> a detective show where all the clues will match. Like. There's reaches. There's definitely reaches. There's been there were reaches with um uh, what's his name the astronaut that we'll find out later, <laughs> like with the right. clue packages. So I don't think that's too far off. I can't. I mean, if there's another reason why Twinkie is there, I would love to find out. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um. So, anyways, what I'm more interested to talk about is that the frog says I'm gonna do a genre I've never tried before, and I got hyped. I was like, "Ooh, what's what's he gonna do? It's not gonna be some old school rap song. It's not gonna be some like popular culture like pop fireball pitbull nonsense." And it ended up being whatever it takes by Imagine Dragons, which yes, it's not the same genre, but my oh my, did the frog not make it sound like the same genre? That felt like a rap song to me, <laughs> and it played that way, but. I will say, so that was still rapping. So I'm like, as far as going to another genre, I don't think you really did that. That's fine. But there were no dancers. It was just the frog. I enjoyed that. And it was an all-encompassing performance to me anyways. And I agree with you. The vocals are not up there. They're not. And like the rapping's fine. But I think they got the one piece of footage they needed to give someone like the frog movement into the end game here that moonwalk in the frog costume is definitely going to be something they're going to put in all their promos for upcoming seasons in the future have we not seen that a million times or am i like making stuff up and if we have like the frog does the same dance moves every time this was a longer moonwalk though this was oh, was longer. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like with a moonwalk, the longer you do it, the more it's like, damn. Because like anyone can do, uh, not anyone, but like you can get away with doing two steps for a moonwalk. And like, that's not enough, you know? So got it. That being said, I mean, again, it goes back to like, it was a good, like cutout scene for them to use in other places. And I think ultimately the frog had the most adrenaline um, out of the six performers on the night, most movement out of the six performers. And for me, all I thought about was, well, at the end of the day, this is a celebrity who is giving their everything in this. Like, it is life or death. Like, it is like, I have to put everything on the table. Um, but then ultimately, so that was great, <laughs> the non-vocal parts. And then when you go back to the vocal, yes, it was a little bit more rappy, in my opinion. But then also, the there was a lot of the background vocals. I feel like the background vocals took over the frog's actual vocals. So. That I didn't quite like, but who am I? Nicole Scherzinger loved this. She felt every bit of it. So what did you think of this? Oof, okay. I feel like there's a lot to take apart here. No, no, no. I'm just trying to respond to everything you said. I'm trying to remember everything. Okay. 
First of all, one of my favorite things of all time is when people take songs of one genre and they do it in another genre that I just absolutely love. So this to me was great, especially for some reason. Imagine Dragons is a good band that you can take their songs and translate them either into acoustic covers or more like rap songs. And Mm -hmm. it translates really, really well. So I was okay with this. I thought it was good of him also to not have any backup dancers because it made you focus on him as a dancer and as a performer. Okay, it's high energy. I get why the audience would like it. I get why the judges would like it. But again, I go back to the freaking it's a mass singer. Like it's not he's not. uh, But you know what? I'm honestly resigned to the fact that he's probably going to win this season because the constant um, uh, narrative of the frog versus the turtle is, I think, absolutely foreshadowing. I think our final three is going to be the frog, the uh turtle and then either night angel or kitty i think the woman is gonna get third and then i think it's gonna be between the two of them that's what i'm predicting for the remainder of the season and i'm just come to trying to come to terms with that (laughs) yeah i put it in my notes this whole like frog versus turtle thing came up three different times on this episode and that's what i'm saying one of them came in a moment where we hadn't even seen the turtle sing yet so it's very interesting because i definitely i'm with you i'm 100 with you and to me, if we're going to look at it and directly compare it to season two, right? You have your female performer, which was the Flamingo last season. This season, I believe it's going to be the Night Angel. Um, and then you have the Turtle and the Frog. I think the Frog is what we've you know compared directly to the Fox on like a performance mm-hmm. thing, all encompassing thing. And then you've got the Turtle who's very vocally strong, which is the Rottweiler. And it's insane. But I genuinely think that is the same path we're going here. I could see that being third, second, first again. And I'm not quite happy about that, if I'm being honest. I don't like that we can see that and be like, well, that's what it's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I hope it's not like that. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to predict because I'm usually wrong. So hopefully <laughs> if I put this out into the universe, then maybe we'll be wrong and then I'll be happy. And in this part of the podcast, we're going to bring a sound clip from last week when I correctly predicted who went this week and Liana did not. That's what I'm saying. I thought the rhino was going to go. I was wrong. Rhino didn't go. You were right. Astronaut went. So I don't know if we're both on the same page. What does that mean? Right? Like who trumps who? Uh, So I guess we'll find out. (laughs) We will find out. So um, the mass munchies was a favorite dish from the South. I didn't quite understand it. Did you understand oh, wait, it? Yeah. What What was this again? I couldn't. I, it was a catfish, but then yeah. it, was, it looked like a mouse. Yeah. You know. Okay. It's raining cats and dogs. Dogs. Maybe bow wow. Like catfish, like the TV show Catfish, like an online catfish. Was Bow Wow ever in a catfishing movie? No, but Bow Wow was on CSI Cyber, which I assume has some Where people catfished yeah. as mice. <laughs> okay i don't know what the you are the only person who's linked mice into this did they not look like mice they had little like mice whiskers and like little mice eyes i mean that's subjective mice cats have whiskers yeah yeah so okay. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so by you what i'm saying is you saw mice but that was never confirmed to us okay okay What's the opposite of a cat? Dog. So then, here's where it gets interesting. So we're getting to the guesses now. And 
Gordon Ramsay says Lil John. I would love to see Lil John on the show. Just saying. I don't think that because I think Lil John. Because actually, yeah, yeah. fun fact. So recently, with all the everyone being home for quarantine, there's been a lot of um, competitions going on on Instagram between artists, and sometimes it's the artists that are involved, and sometimes it's other people that are doing it. But it's basically a blank versus blank, and is where the artists go beat for beat. So like a couple of weeks ago, T Pain and Lil John went head to head. And Lil John put out a song, played a song, and then T-Pain rebuttaled with the song. And they went hit for hit until, like, someone was declared the winner. Um, so that reminded me of Lil John. And then we got this Lil John guest. And I was like, I think Lil John would be fun to have because I don't think Lil John has the singing like T-Pain does. But my, oh, my, wouldn't that be an amazing unmasking? I would love that. T-Pain versus Lil John, Battle of Club Bangers. Yes, that's what happened. Okay, I'm going to watch that later. Okay. Oh my god, it's two hours and 34 minutes? Yes, it was an Instagram live that went on for two hours and 30 minutes, and people like got ready, people like treated this like a live event. They like got pumped, people were watching. Like, this was a wow. whole thing. Yeah. And um, I believe, ultimately, most people said T-Pain won. I believe. Yeah! T-Pain! <laughs> See, baby, T-Pain. But then, Robin Thicke goes with Low Bow Wow slash Grown Bow Wow. I think this is now where Robin Thicke gets one in the bank because I genuinely do think it's Bow Wow. And yeah. Nicole Scherzinger goes with Omarion, which isn't a bad guess, but like, you know, I, I feel like there's not been enough evidence to even make you think it's going that way. Outside yeah, of but obviously they sound very likeness. similar. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, before we get to the next performer, we're going to take a quick pause and get some messages in from some sponsors. Now we're back. Like eyes on a catfish that look like a mouse to Liana. We're going to talk about the Night Angel. <laughs> the clue package of the Night Angel had a lot of telephones in it. A lot of telephones in it. And the whole motif of the, the Night Angel's performance or clue package was, hey, uh, this is a hotline that you can call for the Night Angel and things cost two two eighty five per minute. And there were a lot of phones. There was one lighter. Um, and then you press one for thoughts, two for prayer. And uh, they mentioned that they, if answering the call from Mass Singer was a blessing and that they've gotten calls in the past that have changed their life for the better or worse. But the fact of the matter is they answer all calls, which reminded me about this graduation thing we talked about at one point and fish hooks. So I don't know. Ultimately, I think the graduation thing um, was the only thing that really like gave me confirmation. Did any of the other clues speak anything to you? Okay, well, from the song, it sounds like this sounded so much like Candy Burris. And I think, okay, here's what's been happening is the people that we think it could be, I end up listening to a lot of their music because mm. it, that's the way it goes. And this sounded just like Candy Burris. Also, by the way, she gave her phone number out to her fans. She like made her phone number public. When? And I, according to the internet, in twenty in November thirteenth, twenty nineteen, Candy Burris does anything to stay in touch with her fans. She just made her phone number public. Call her right now. You want to call her right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do it. This is going to be ridiculous. There's no way. 
four. Don't give her a number out. Eight. Don't give her a number yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's on the internet. <laughs> you do realize 404 is an error 404 page not found, so it could be a troll. Okay, well, let's find out. Okay. Oh, it's a Georgia phone number. Live spe- uh, loudspeaker. Okay. Can you hear it? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's Candy. Now, look, you know damn well I'm not going to be checking all these voicemails. So just hit me with a text because I'm better at text. I do not do the voicemail box. It stays full. All right. Bye. Are you the night angel? Tell us. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) See? It's her. Cool. Was she Um, the texter? I actually heard about, so I don't know if it's the exact same. Um. But I was listening to this podcast uh, with a bunch of YouTubers and they were talking about this like thing that's been going on. It's like a community thing where they get a number and it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing, but I don't know. There's no way this is her actual phone number. Like, no, I mean, it's set up. It's like a phone number that's set up that her PR person is keeping track of. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was cool. So but this this totally links to the clue package. I'm, I'm all in on this now. Okay, cool. What's 285? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, can you search 285 area code? Okay, hold on. I'm going to text her. I'm going to tell her, hey, Candy, we're doing a Mass Singer podcast. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can get her as a guest. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, so the 285 area code is North Carolina. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that means. So what does a night angel emoji look like? I've been using the purple like creature thing. What purple creature thing? Purple creature thing. It's it's in the emojis. <laughs> Looks like a Galaga like thing. Purple creature thing. Purple creature thing. Purple <laughs> creature thing. Okay, I texted her. All right. You gotta let us know if she says anything. Oh, hey, it's Candy. This is an auto text message to let you know I got your message. Everything else will be from me. Make sure to click the link and add yourself to my phone so I can respond to you. Oh, no. Is this how I get spam? Yeah, don't bother. Don't stop. Don't go any further. I think that's a okay. mistake. Yeah. All right. Got it. Um, yeah. The, the truth of the matter is uh, we are not going to have Candy on this show. Uh, but that's fine because um, I'm sure... Baked ZD's available if that's a person. Yeah, baked ZD. Right. Oh, we should text them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at another point. So, uh, take us into the performance. What did you think of that? Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, the performance so good. First of all, I absolutely love, 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 love this song. She like it's. It also is um, one of my favorite RuPaul's Drag Race lip syncs is to this song so it's just super iconic in my mind and she kills it i mean oh my god this was my favorite performance of the night i I loved this oh yeah for sure hands down she's such an amazing singer she's such range she's willing to do so many different types of songs like she's just incredibly outstanding and i think also as a performer because if you actually watch her i mean i know her costume is huge compared to a lot of the other costumes you can see she's really trying to move and trying to like give it to us on stage and Oh, she's my favorite. I felt similarly. 
I don't, for me, it wasn't my favorite of the night um, or best of the night, but it was up there. It was in the top two. And it's just every part of it was amazing. I thought the voice was incredible. And I enjoyed the lighting. I enjoyed the sparks that flew out. I was enjoying the, she was vibing to the song. Like she was very clearly into what she was doing. And I appreciated that so much. And I really enjoyed her entrance as well. But what I did not like, genuinely was the distracting cowboy lampshade fabric helmets on the dancers. And it just took that kept taking me out of it. I was like, you don't match what's going on here. I don't like it. I don't, I don't want it. It wasn't good. So that I didn't like everything else was perfect for me and I enjoyed it. And this was the, um, right after this happens, the first judge's comment we get is Nicole Scherzinger saying you were coming for turtle and frog tonight with that performance right there, which First of all, why would you say that when the turtle hasn't performed yet on TV technically, which, you know, obviously confirms that they move stuff around. Um, and then Jenny McCarthy said this was the best mass singer performance ever. Do you? Agree uh, no, with that? not ever. No, no, no. Because obviously every single of the monsters performances outbeats every other single performance that will ever exist on the show. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. But. So, yeah, so I think to the, what I want to highlight here is the you were coming for Turtle and Frog tonight with that performance. So I think this, because it was so out of left field and because we hadn't even seen the Turtle thing, I think these three are involved in the final three. That's my personal thought and prediction here. Yeah, I mean, I hated to go back to your point. I hated that line so much because I, I even wrote it down coming for Turtle and Frog. I was like, get the frick out of here. I hate this. Not that I don't think the frog is a good performer. Not that I don't love the turtle. In fact, we'll talk about the, my very strong feelings on the turtle later. But like, come on. Like, she's such a good singer. She's such a freaking good singer. Like, what does a girl gotta do around here to get some freaking respect? Like, put some respect on the Night Angel's name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's insane for, you know, the judges to spew bias like that out there. Like, I hate them. You shouldn't be saying any of that, you know, and they compliment every single singer for no reason and they get hyperbolic with it. But I just thought that wasn't like, why even say that? I mean, saying that is kind of, you know, leading the audience as well in a yes. way to me. And I don't uh, appreciate that. I don't appreciate it either. You know, yeah. I don't know how they would do this because it's just like not probably not feasible with the way that their recording schedule works. But I would love to have an audience vote like and by an audience vote, I mean us the viewers at home audience vote <laughs> yeah no I, I would be okay with that I would, I would enjoy that so this is actually the perfect time to quickly segue into one of few questions we got because we put up a thread and then we quickly did the podcast after um, mike bloom your co-host on the bnb says should eating fried crickets really be given the same reaction as a fear factor stunt in 2020 so this directly talks about what we saw right after which was the um masked munchie for the night angel and it was cockroaches and they goaded nick cannon to eat it and they went into commercial before nick cannon ate it and then everyone freaked out i don't know it's like since we've watched survivor are we desensitized to it or is this overall not that big a deal and you are overreacting heavily like wake up sheeple it's the 21st century everybody eats bugs okay like get over it <laughs> i actually wrote that down too though the fact that it continued past the commercial break that was so stupid <laughs> I, was like, I wrote you know everyone what? keep 
like calm the f down (laughs) well you know what i would have been fine if it had been like oh no you know and you like have that right she's like oh bug like and then you kind of get over it fine whatever but the fact that it was so drawn out it's like get over yourselves people (laughs) it was fine whatever and then we got the chocolate and the chili reference um but jenny guesses candy burris Oh my god. That also made me panic a little bit for the Night Angel because I was like, whenever they guess the right person, they have a tendency to go home. So I was a little nervous for that. Yeah, uh, no, but, I felt the same with Bow Wow as well with Robin Thick earlier. Yeah, I was like, oh shoot. Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, you and Jenny McCarthy just on the same wavelength once again. Not surprised. Uh, not surprised. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we've completed our orbit on the Night Angel, so it's only fitting that we go to the astronaut next. And we talk about what the astronaut brought to the table. So the astronaut talks about how last time they were in the bottom and like they didn't like that. And then their, the first clue we saw was four aces and a joker. So it was like a, uh, a card hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, a card hand. No, a hand of cards. <laughs> It was five cards in someone's hand, and there were four aces and a joker, but the joker was in the middle. So I don't know if there's some kind of joker in the middle, like, you know, stuck in the middle with you type kind of song where it's called joker in the middle. I don't know. Um, and then they felt frozen, and then they're, like, zoomed in on a bale of hay, and then there was lobster fishing, and then there was a paper airplane, and then they said something, something story of my life, which immediately made me... Th- realize that oh no we're gonna hear a one direction song this is not gonna go well um that's my thoughts on the clue package as the the resident hunter hayes fan here liana can you connect all these dots for me and tell me how these were related to hunter hayes first of all it's not lobster it's crawfish okay oh and that makes sense that with the king cake because he's from Bow bridges louisiana which yeah. by the way i've been there it's outside of lafayette which my ex's family lived in new iberia which is like south of lafayette and like he had family in lafayette as well kind of in the outside so i've been there and um there's nothing there so it's very country Wait, and what's his yeah. city Bow bridges oh i loved his uh comedy special on uh-huh. netflix yeah, okay. Can you spell <laughs> I cup for me? <laughs> Are you laughing? You're laughing at your own joke. No, I just felt very good about the execution of it. Okay. Anyway, so that's the crawfish thing. And then the through the paper airplane, since we know that this is Hunter Hayes, that's a reference to his album cover. He's literally throwing a paper airplane on the album cover. How deep so anyway, so yeah, so the cabin, because it's rural, rural crawfish, paper airplane, whatever. <laughs> the rural juror. Okay, Lisa, no card hand. All right, buddy. So what's the joker in the middle? Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little. No. <laughs> I'm not going to fall oh, okay. for that. Okay, just no? Okay, no, fine. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Hunter Hayes' inability to articulate when he sings, because... <laughs> <laughs> boring. This was very Aww. boring. And for me, this is the direct... Like, this was a mistake. This was a big mistake of a song choice. It was slow. It brought the vibe. Like everyone else was pumping us up with energy and like adrenaline 
And then we got this like slow, slow song. And like it just brought my vibe completely down. And to be honest, to be honest, the most exciting part of this performance was the glow sticks in the audience. I thought that was the best touch in the entire thing. And for some reason, to me personally, the singing got worse at the chorus. Like it just didn't feel like anything. It was shocking, shocking that this was um, Hunter Hayes. This was an actual artist. It, it just didn't feel good at all. And this was my worst performance of the night. And honestly, rightfully so. I think. I, rightfully why do you so. think it was as bad as you're making it out to be? But yeah, okay. It, it, it was a little rough. And I think because I could not understand a single word that he was saying, which <laughs> if the audio is bad in the audience and those are the people that vote, then this didn't even translate to TV, which means it definitely didn't translate to the audience. So I'm actually not surprised that the astronaut went home here. But in the after show, the after the mask show, he also in his performance did not articulate. I did like, are there marbles in your mouth, son? Spit it out. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's so funny because especially right as um, Huntress got unmasked, I immediately got the shyness that we've been getting at the beginning of the season. And I, I, this just, it's incredible to me that somehow a layup in the name of the rhino was able to survive because what I feel like the astronaut did was self-sabotage a little bit and it's unfortunate. Um, but I think ultimately my advice, since obviously I'm a decorated artist and celebrity is give me high energy. Either give me high energy or give me jaw-dropping performance vocally. Because then you can't do a slow song otherwise. It doesn't work. Like, yeah, but this wasn't a slow song. He made it slow. I know it's not a slow song. I've heard it before at the gas station. But, like, <laughs> it, 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 it felt, it sounded slow. It sounded ballady to me because of the way that the astronaut was doing it. And not in a good way. I guess so. Yeah. Can I get a hoof hoof? Hoof. Hoof. Yeah, you have to do it twice. I did it twice. Of slowly, you did it like the astronaut. Oof. Oof. <laughs> okay, so judges, King Cake, Baby, uh, Baby and the King Cake, uh, JTT was the guest, which I thought was hilarious. Same, given the uh, the origins of Renap. Yeah, we need the rise and fall of JTT. So, I have a question that might sound silly. Lay it on me, buddy. Um, <laughs> So the king cake, I thought the king cake baby was a mascot, which I know it is, but I didn't realize king cake was a type of cake. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. King cake's so good. What is in it? Okay, so it's essentially like a sh- like sugary. It's the way that he described it. It's like a sugary, cakey cake. And then on the inside, you can have different types of fillings. So you can have just like a plain one or you can have a bunch of different flavors for the filling. And it's got frosting on it. And the frosting is traditionally with food coloring. So you have or like sprinkles on tops. It's the colors of, of Mardi Gras. So the green, the gold and the purple. And inside there is a tiny little baby and whoever gets the baby. Yeah. Whoever gets the baby. That's where the king cake baby comes from. Whoever gets the baby has to bring the cake for next year. That seems like a punishment. Well, yeah, but it's also good luck. I see. It's like the almond in the it's like the almond in the rice. The almond in the rice. Yeah. You put almond in the rice and then it's good luck if you get the almond. 
Oh, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does that. Everybody does that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never done that. Okay, well, we'll do it. All I right. mean, it's like a, I think it's, is it a, shoot, is it a Christmas, Marisa, is it a Christmas or is it a Thanksgiving thing? Remind me. She'll listen eventually. <laughs> I like how you're setting a reminder within the podcast for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, ultimately, I would like to try this cake also because cakey cake sounds fascinating. You know, it's like cakey cake. It's it's uh, it's king cake. I don't it's know. Like, it's king it's cake. Like, yeah, the uh, the the cake was cakey and the dessert was desserty, <laughs> and the you know the drink was drinky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I like genuinely don't know how to describe it. It's um, it's not like super flaky, but it's. <laughs> Whatever. I'll just have you have some and then you'll know. Okay. I I would just like to take a second and say I'm very happy that you've been more open with your food opinions on this podcast. Dare I say you've come out of your shell. Unlike this next and final performer of the night, which was the turtle. And, you know, we start off and the turtles clue package. They're talking about how they had no idea they would change this much when they started the show. And there's a chessboard. And then they talk about putting themselves last. And then there was a heart on the queen. The clock pointed to 915. And one clue that I got actually immediately was the uh, the hazard sign, which is directly from a reference to the movie he did, Chernobyl. Um, so I definitely got that reference there. The other references didn't really quite hit for me. I, I do think this is Jesse McCartney. I think that we pretty much been new. Um, but what did you think of this clue package and did you find anything in it that I did not? This is 100% Jesse McCartney. As someone who has now listened to Jesse McCartney pretty much on loop for the past seven days, this is oh, 100%. <laughs> As someone who has had to listen to me listen to Jesse McCartney yeah. on loop for approximately seven days. Yeah, uh, this is absolutely Jesse McCartney. And I don't, I, I didn't even bother with the clues because I just know it. The Hearts of the Tiara is the reference to, he did a voice in Kingdom Hearts. So, um, that's that's it. that yeah. reference. I don't know what the Ram has to do with anything. I don't care. This is Jesse McCartney. He's down, I, lock it up, write it I down. I just Fun. assume that the Ram is going to be like the mascot for one of the schools in one of the shows that he was in. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, it's like it's a Greek, like a Greek reference or something like that. Oh, that could yeah. also be the case. Yeah. What I will say though, um, for me, this was my performance of the night. This was the best performance of the night. Really? far from the minute that entrance hit and like mm -hmm. he came out of that ball it looked incredible i loved it that was awesome and the beetlejuice dancers were sick i like that grant again we go back to the math but i really feel on the math but whatever the ball thing was sick i thought the the song that he did stay was amazing and there were vocals there was choreo like this was everything and this was the moment for me personally where i'm like you know, I keep talking about the frog being like the all-encompassing energy dancing, like doing like the crowd work. I think that the turtles story the entire season has been the turtles improving. Oh, the turtles doing choreo now. Oh, the turtles like really starting to do other stuff. I think the turtle could sneak a win here and I would not be upset about it. I love this. The turtle, but for me, the turtle's been my favorite for a long way through and I, while I still do maintain that I think that the frog could take it because of, you know, we've seen what has deduced a winner the last couple times. 
Um, I, I just, I love this performance. Like I could listen to this performance multiple times and I can't think of another performance from this season that has caught me like this. Um, like, you know, for me last season, there were multiple Rottweiler performances that really got me and I could easily go back and listen to them at any point. This is one of those performances for me. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, I'm certainly not as high on the performance as you are. I thought you. it was I thought it was really good, but I was not I think as taken clearly. I was a little frustrated though by after the performance was over when Robin Thicke said something about like stepping up the moves to match the frog, which yep. I'm sorry, why are we not telling the frog to step up the vocals to match the turtle? Because I think <laughs> the turtle, like the turtle has it all. And I'm not mad if the turtle ends up winning this competition. I think I would prefer the night angel to win because she's vocally a freaking powerhouse. Then next is the turtle because at least the turtle can sing better in my personal personal opinion than the frog can we okay so let's continue this at the end and let's like give our what we want not predictions but what we want and power rank them at the end the top five okay okay all right perfect i'm down with that yeah no and then nicole scherzinger also said in the comments that it's between the frog and the turtle y'all it's on yeah, what the what the <laughs> freaking a like no stop i mean they're setting it like they're like going out of their way to continue to bang that drum which i don't know what it is i wonder if like this was their way of trying to inception the crowd into like keeping those two in i don't know i don't know what the angle is here very interesting to me though that it keeps coming up um and then the uh the the, the clue was a uh, chips and salsa is what it was no, chips apple and apple salsa. salsa chips and apple salsa yeah so that was fun um uh, I like that Robin Thicke was like, I, I think this is a very soulful w w white boy. <laughs> he like stumbled on it until he like said it. So mm -hmm. he went with Liana's favorite, Gavin DeGraw. What, what? Um, Gordon Ramsay went with Adam Lambert and Ken Jong went with Zayn Malik. And uh, Ken Jong, you know, he's he's calmed down on being extra annoying, but his guesses are still just as bad as they were. So at least some of them is the same. And just as bad. Right before we went into commercial for um, the decision time, this was an interesting quote that I also picked up from Nicole, which Nicole said the turtle, you know, played it safe, did his move, did his song, but the frog was life or death. And it's like, damn, Nicole, did you buy stock in the frog? Because you keep doing this. This again, this was the third line in the same segment <laughs> where she talked about the frog being life or death and turtle being safe, which, you know. I agree, Pearl. It's very intense. Um, I thought that the frog was doing everything. I agreed with that point, but I don't like that we're they're they're banging it on our head multiple times. Yeah, this is like some insider trading BS. Like you can't you can't say that. Um, I ugh, I just I'm uh, like I said, I'm resigned to the fact it's going to be frog is the winner. They're going to set up the dynamic of frog v turtle. Frog's going to win. And the Night Angel sadly is in third. Like <laughs> the fallen Night Angel. That's so stupid. God. Also, by the way, side note, would love to see Gavin DeGraw on the show. So Gavin, if you're busy, don't be go on the show instead <laughs> whenever it comes back. But he doesn't want to be anything other than what he's been lately. Oh, my God. I will get him a chariot and send him off to the show because that's where he deserves to be. Well, that's the only Gavin DeGrasse song I know. 
That's the, the reference game is. Oh, is that the best you ever had? That's a. Oh, I guess he has a, the same song title as Drake then. Oh, well, that's because he's in love with a girl. Okay, enough. Okay, Please. the only other ones I know are Soldier and Follow Through. Done. All right, well, I'm glad you <laughs> followed through with that joke for a while. You really yeah. are a soldier and you no, took it on the chin. All right, so then we get to the unmasked part. Oh, who's going to be unmasked? Um, so I had. <laughs> so we. What's it called? We watched this on Thursday and we got spoiled on it um, the night before because we were still do- on Twitter during the uh, post-Survivor scene, and we saw who was going to get unmasked. And then we ended up watching the after show um, last night, and then we watched the regular show today, because I was worried we were not going to get the links for the after show. So we knew. We knew it was the astronauts. So I'm, I can't even say, oh, I felt nervous. No, I had I knew before I watched the episode. So the astronaut goes, do you agree with what happened? Yeah, I mean, it probably was the right call here. If I line up the performances next to one another, I probably unbiasedly would have to say that the astronaut deserves to go home. Yeah. Still think the rhino is boring, but I think the audience made the right decision here. Yeah. And like Tim Westine asked, like going into this week, he didn't think that this would be the right result. But was it actually the right result? And yes, Tim, it was definitely the right result. I think ultimately, all things considered, because this isn't just a we're going to everyone's like vocal prowess, their dance prowess. That all matters. But then ultimately, it does come down to the night and the song choices as well. And mm-hmm. like the one other question, the last thing we got was um, from Sarah, who said, I feel like an American Idol judge when I say it's all about the song choice. Rhino picked perfect and astronaut picked something too fast. What if Peg Rhino to go, but he picked wisely. Mm-hmm. And. That is honestly what happened, because I think that the astronaut just couldn't match the song that they got went with. They didn't do well. Like you said, it was kind of a marble mouth situation. And ultimately, you know, this is where it ends for the astronaut. I do think that if it was the right song choice, the astronaut could have even made it to the final four, you know, mm-hmm. without a doubt. So this was an upset. Um, but it does set the stage where like now when we lose the rhino next week, I'll be fine because I'm very happy with the final four we have. Again, hoping, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, that concludes this week's episode. And now we go into, this was what, episode 14, am I right? And we no longer have a recap episode at the end. So we have three episodes left, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah, we go from five to four, four to three, and then from three to winner. I hope. I hope. I hope we don't get a filler episode in the middle. Um, but anyways. So let's do the exercise. Let's do the uh, uh, power rank our final five. So who do you think should be fifth? If it's the Rhino, we can skip to four because I also have Rhino. Sorry, is this who I think should be or who I think will be? Who you want. This is your okay, personal list. Okay, this yeah. is head, heart, gut. Is that what we're doing here? You're, yeah. Okay, uh, I want the Rhino to be last. Same. Okay, what about fourth? Kitty. I also sign Kitty. Third. Frog. No, I'd flip the frog and kitty. What am I even saying? You would put the kitty this in the This is what I three. want. This is, can I go from first? Night angel, turtle, kitty, frog, rhino. That's my okay. order of what I want to happen. Here's what I think will happen. Frog, mm-hmm. turtle, night angel, kitty, rhino. I think that 
like the what's going to happen. I have the exact same list as you personally. I think that's how it's going to go. Having not seen any other clips or performances, you know, maybe someone met, pulls an astronaut and makes a mistake on somewhere there. But I think that's a sound list. Um, I don't know. It, it's strange because I enjoyed the frog, right? I enjoyed the, I like what the frog represents with the dancing and like doing the extra, the razzle dazzle. I'm all about that. We all know that. But I said this in the first episode, we got the frog. I said that this is a discount fox. It's not on the same level as the fox and the fox did it better. So given that the fox won their season, am I willing and wanting? Yeah, Pearl, let me finish. I I got a point as well. Um, I pearly pants. What do you want? Pearly, pearly, pearly. Okay. Well, while you're dealing with Pearl, can I, I would also be fine with turtle winning. Turtle's the one I want to win in my list. Turtle's number one for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Pearl's really not happy with the frog either. Isn't that right, Pearl? Okay. So I, I so what I was trying to say is that I don't think I'm willing to happily reward a victory to the discount fox because they're not on the same level. If you put fox and frog in a smackdown, the fox will win. So having said that, I don't want the frog to win. I still You know, I made the frog my winner pick when we did this earlier in the season because I felt that this could happen. Um, But my personal list would be give me the turtle, give me the night angel, give me the frog in that order for the top three and then kitty in fourth. And that's not because I don't love the kitty. I really enjoy the kitty a lot. But ultimately, I feel like the kitty's just not giving me more outside of her comfort zone for me to want to like, you know, that, oh, you've been doing the thing. You've been diverse. Like, I haven't been getting that vibe. So. For that, you know, it's like a no from me, dog. I okay. Rhino's yeah, vanilla. And, so. well, yeah, of course. <laughs> rhino. In rhino country. I don't know. Maybe it's a tougher battle between the night angel and the turtle for me. I'm trying not to let either of my biases one way or another take control, but it's really challenging. I think it's really at this point a battle of the bias. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. have to see what their performances are, even though, again... It doesn't it doesn't matter because the frog's going to win. So it's fine. <laughs> I will say if the frog wins, na 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 told you so. No, but- you know what? No, 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 I told you so. Like that's just not fair. Why? We had we you had the whole field to pick. <laughs> because it's not what I want. <laughs> I will say it does get hard um you know deciding who I like. And I'm rooting for once I have a good feeling of who it is, because I like Candy. I enjoyed her on Big Brother. I enjoy her music. I like Jesse McCartney. You know, I enjoyed his stuff back in the day. Bow Wow. Like I've had my ups and down feelings about him. But if I know if I knew none of them, I think I would be rooting for the turtle first. And I would be rooting for the frog second because the frog is like animated and stuff. But I, I think the night was put in a lot of work. I think that's the right full top three, no matter how you shake it. Right. And there's different levels of happiness I'll have if, you know, this one wins or this one wins or this one wins. So last season, I wanted the Rottweiler to win personally, um, but I was not upset that the Fox won, you know? So I think ultimately we, the right final four is out there. I'm very okay with that being the final four. So I wouldn't be too upset. Like we're not going to, I'm not going to get on the podcast and be like, Guys, the frog won. That's a sad thing. No. I'm like, oh, you know, I was rooting for the turtle, but like, yeah, frog won. Nice. 
Like okay. they're all, I'm happy with everyone left is what I'm trying to Good. say. Okay, great. So I'll be the one that's sad when the frog wins, okay. but I'll be happy that at least I predicted it. Wow. Good yeah. job, me. No, you are piggybacking off my pick. <laughs> um, I let it be known. So do you remember who you drafted when we did the draft a couple no. weeks ago? No. So we each picked three. I want to say, I think you had the astronaut. Um, I believe I had, no, I think you might have had turtle. I don't know, whatever. All, all that matters is I know I have frog because you didn't like the frog, so. I Boom. still don't like the frog. <laughs> but he I moonwalked. Still, I know, but here's the thing, though. I don't like the frog. <laughs> okay. And that's been another episode of the Mass Singer Hap Ups podcast. Liana, where can people find you? You can find me on social media. No, on Twitter at Liana R H A P. I am podcasting about Survivor, even though I'm sad about Survivor with Mike Bloom. And we have an amazing guest. Lauren Beck is going to be on with us from season 39. So super, super excited about that. And then, of course, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race with Brent Walgmon and Amon Adwin. So look out for those two coming out soon ish. Lovely. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Puyaism. I did two episodes, uh, two podcasts covering Too Hot to Handle last week. Uh, the uh, episodes three and four. And was that the only last week? That was only last week. That was. Oh my God. That feels yeah, so long. Ago. Six days ago. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, those were fun. So if you have watched Too Hot to Handle, you can find coverage of it. Um, spearheaded, hosted by Kirsten McInnes on the RHAP network. And as far as other projects go, that that's it for me. You know, got three more episodes of The Masked Singer, and then we'll see where we go. We'll see where we go. It'll be a fun time, no matter what. And if you would like to leave a rating or review of the podcast, please go to www.robhasawebsite.com slash masked singer. One word. You have all been leopards. Thank you for hanging out. And we'll unmask you next week. Hoof. Hoof. Woof woof. Bye.